Good evening. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg is out in Lake George this weekend, but you have me, Matt Moniz, and Matt Costa in the studio tonight. Also joining us is a good old friend of Spooky South Coast, Roger Chenard. Hi guys, how are you tonight? How's it going? We're doing spooktacular, as Tim likes to say. I know, say. it's a little different without Tim behind the uh, the helm here. Yeah. Leading is. leading this uh, this uh, ship, I guess, ship that we of call fools. Spooky South Coast. Ship of Fools, that is us, yes. Yep, we are a bunch of fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little little late start, but we're, uh, we're off and running, yeah. I think. I, I think it's going to be a fairly good show tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Any show that we have Roger and Mick Foley on. Yes. We yeah, do. Mick's so. getting ready, and then he'll just give That's us good. a call. That's good. All right. You want to give a little bit of background of uh, Mr. Mick Foley and what you guys got going on? So now, since he's done with the, uh, Inside the Wrestling Ring, he's doing just spoken word, different stories, uh, a lot different. Now people get to meet him outside his shows. So he goes and tells stories, and people get to ask him questions, or, you know, what they've always wanted to ask they're so-called heroes and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, he just texted me, so I have to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we have to call him. He must nice. be low on minutes or something. All right, we'll we'll get <laughs> back get to him. Okay. Now, Mister Roger, you've worked with him before in other yeah. venues, and uh, from all accounts that I've heard, I've never personally met him myself, but I, I've heard he's always been a you know a real stand-up guy, a real. Easy to talk to gentleman that uh, is different than what you see in the ring. In a sense, in a sense, like he, he's just like a gentle giant. You know, he, he takes the time to talk to everybody, answer their questions, no matter if they're they matter or not. I have to say you that know? there's a out of all the wrestling fans I've ever met, and I've met a lot of wrestling fans. I've never met a wrestling fan that hated Mick Foley, no. Cactus Jack maybe, but not <laughs> yeah. Mick Foley. Never Mick Foley. Yeah, he's uh he's a real nice. He's dude. just revered by everyone. It, he's just a super nice guy. And, and the thing oh, is, like, I think we might have him on the line. Uh oh. Hello, you're on the air. Spooky South. Hello, Coast. this is uh, the revered Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, guys? All right, I'd like to really thank you for joining us tonight, Mike. Hey, you are welcome. I just pulled into the parking lot. There, uh, I've been driving for ten hours. I did a, a show in. Uh, uh, only out to New York, and then drove down here to the Cape. We're kind of losing yeah. you. Yeah. Are you on your cell phone? He pulled right. We don't need that. Hello, yeah, Mike. I feel like Tim's here. All right, let's try. Call, let's try calling his room. <laughs> Want to give everybody his he, room he number? Par- yeah, let's well, see. he's in the parking lot. He went from the parking lot to the Bermuda Triangle. All right. <laughs> it wouldn't be spooky South Coast any other uh, way. I hope it's better than the Econo Lodge I stayed in last week. Uh, don't you just, you know, we do a lot of these events here, there, and everywhere. And as you know, I've done a lot of traveling. And I've stayed in some some places that are just like, yeah, uh, I'm surprised I came out alive. Yeah, you yeah, bring you know. extra friends home with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind, of, kind of crazy things. Well, we, I used to be on tour, and I, I'd come home, and my mom would would be like, "You keep that bag outside. There's probably all kinds of southern critters in there, and this and that." It was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you toured a good portion of the United States, and I, if I'm not mistaken, you did a little thing over in Europe. Too, yeah, didn't you? three times in Europe. Yeah, yeah. 
I hated it. <laughs> what was the worst part about it? The food? Oh, tour managers. I hated well, them. That's a given in any. No, the food was good. It was free, so it was wonderful. But they they don't believe in like cold drinks. Yeah, you, you or ice drink. in your drinks, and yeah. there are a number of other things. We were always the last ones. We always we were the first band on, and we had to take care of everything. So in a sense, like we were the last ones to eat. So we'd get pawed over, like cold cuts, and you know everything like that. So you'd see like people's fingers and cheese, and they they write stuff on the cheese, thinking it's funny because we didn't get to eat yet. Oh, that's always fun. That's all right. What about the states? Did you find it different here in the states when you toured? Yeah, no one came to us. <laughs> <laughs> Over there, at least people cared. At least people cared. We were on like a like a European MTV in a sense for a little bit, for as long as my the record company could afford it. But over here, we were on Music Choice. I don't yeah. know if I'm allowed to yeah, say sorry. stuff, but um, we were on that for a little while, and we actually got some good buzz on it, and then. We just ran out of money and just stopped playing. So uh, that's unfortunate. I mean, you guys were together for what five years, six years? Yeah, closer than Ken was four years, I think. Drain was, was still together in a sense, but closer than Ken's playing some shows this year. So we're going to do some reunion shows. So it should be fun. All right. Uh, any shows you want to talk about coming up? No, we're okay. supposed to have practice in two weeks. <laughs> Sorry I got, about that. I, I got to get my uh, my ankles back together. I think we're going to do a show in Worcester. It's a, uh, like a Christmas show. It got brought to our attention, so it's. Um, I, we're hoping that it's good. All right, all right. And uh, while we're waiting to try and get the technical difficulties straightened out here for Mr. Foley, it's, it's all Foley's fault. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you want to give the uh, listenership a little bit of background about what's planned? Yeah, uh, so tomorrow at the Sandwich Taverna in Forestdale, um, off exit 2 off the Sagamore Bridge, uh, we're having a Mick Foley comedy night meet and greet. Uh, doors are at 4 o'clock. You can come down and get yourself a nice dinner. We're doing a wrestling-based menu, which would be kind of fun. And um, you know, he, Wrestling-based he, dinner? Can yeah. You, can you clarify what a wrestling-based dinner is? I don't know. We, we just named a lot of pizzas after wrestlers. We uh, <laughs> kind of thought it was funny. Okay. But, um, and then Mick starts his comedy at 6. Yeah. So, and then after, soon after the, the show is done, we we do the meet and greet, and uh, people get to take, you know, once-in-a-lifetime photos with him. Great. I, I think we have him uh, back on the uh, line, hopefully. Hey, Mick, you there? This is for real this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for real. That was a test run. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the wrestling-based menu, I think, just scared off all potential customers. Oh, I worked very hard on that, like the Hawaiian rikishi pizza and stuff like that. Uh, no, I'm sold, man. That, that does that sounds good. I can get you a discount on the food, Mick, tomorrow, I promise. Yeah, and it's, uh, for those people who don't know, it's a wrestling-based uh, set of uh, stories. So it's not me telling jokes. They're great. You know, they're, they're, they're people who've seen my shows, so they can vouch that... Uh, I will outperform expectations. Uh, you always do. You always do. Uh, and I've got some breaking news for you guys. You want to hear it? Sure. Uh, Paige, WWE Diva. Yeah. Champion. She is over. 
What do you I mean? Tell because uh, I throw up random things on my. Uh, I'm kind of still kind of new to this Facebook thing, but last year seen a lot of growth, and I just throwing some stuff out there. And all I did was put a picture of Paige up there with a little caption said Mick Foley approved, and uh, uh, the Facebook page went crazy, like five times more popular than anything I put up in days. So that's a sign that uh, people are digging her. That's that's the hardcore fans that are digging. <laughs> yeah, they like they like the attitude. I think they want to see more. No, it's awesome. But we're looking forward to you this weekend, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, I think it's. I believe it's an all ages show. Is it not? Yeah. Um, and the good thing about it is, you know, it's a it's a nice big place. There's a lot of room. Uh, there's going to be nobody blocking anybody. And um, I'm I'm doing something special for you, which you've never had at any other show. Oh, really? Some hookers? No. Well, no? all right. Okay. L- Lauren's in the room, Mick. We, we'll talk yeah, about that later. Show wouldn't be appropriate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you haven't listened to our show then. Oh boy. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for that when we hang out with Ron Simmons. How about that? <laughs> They're high class daytime hookers, though. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I'm, this is. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. And I think. Yeah, I think we're getting close to you know being full. But um, people can certainly call the uh, Sandwich Taverna tomorrow or uh, stop by, and we'll do our best to accommodate them. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's a nice big room. We're moving a lot of the chairs around to make it more accessible, so we can try to fit as many, you know, friends and you know fans in there as possible, and uh, so it's comfortable. It's not everybody sitting on each other. So uh, it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't wait. It's a nice, uh, uh, except my GPS um, <laughs> locking up. Kind of hard to get. You gotta guess your way around the Cape, and you have only been there. <laughs> oh, that's that's gonna be fun. It's time uh, to update. Not, you gotta uh, update your GPS right now. Try that at the end of the month. Adult material out in the car as I cursed at my GPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's worse at the end of the month. Trust me. Uh, is it really? Oh yeah. Once the summertime starts to hit Memorial Day weekend on the Cape, oh, it's, crazy. it's insane. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, traffic was fine. I just didn't know where I was going. Oh. <laughs> uh, nothing to worry about there. So. All right, excellent. Now, may I ask a couple of questions, Mike? Yeah, yeah. All right. Having... Now, what made you guys think of um, doing a comedy show? Well, I started doing a, uh, talking to colleges uh, in 1999 when my book was came out. Surprised everyone by being successful. You want to give us the title of the book? Yeah, Have a Nice Day, Towering New York Times, number one bestseller. Uh, Probably top the Boston Globe list as well. Uh, Just trying to throw in some New England flavor for you guys. (laughs) Um, And uh, I got a chance to talk to colleges, and I kind of gravitated towards stories that made people laugh. so it's not really, you know, it's whatever I want it to be. You know, like the show is cool. Like if, if you know, question's serious, I'll go down a serious path and make sure I have something sophomoric to lighten the mood when it needs to be lightened. It's uh, kind of like a match in a way. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> a long and winding road. And uh, at the end of the night, uh, the goal is to have everyone leave with a big smile on their face. So. I mean, I've been to wrestling cards where, you know, you see so many great moves. By the end of the night, people are like, you know, I don't really want to come to wrestling for the next year or so. They burned out. So it's it's like you're shifting gears and you try to make sure everyone has a, has a good time, and I'm pretty much responsible for that. 
What do you find different between doing wrestling and doing shows like this today? Oh, well, unless I really, really bomb, there are no more late-night <laughs> emergency room visits. Uh, uh, the, uh, the anguish is only uh, a mental. You know, I did, like I said, I did that show today. And uh, the first match, I guess, apparently, you know, kids want to do well, not kids, young men. And I guess they either messed up some things and they had their heads down. And I was like, hey, man, it's a, everything's a learning experience. You know, you learn from those mistakes. And that's the way I am when I get out there. Uh, not that I'll make any mistakes tomorrow night, but uh, every night I think about what I did, how I could try to make it better, customize it towards the town you're in. You know, uh, I'll have to sync up some sandwich material. Uh, should be able to write itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, but again, at the end of the night, uh, we make sure everyone leaves with a smile on their face. Well, in sandwich, you'll have me out of your hand. <laughs> there you go. You just did my half my set. You have my permission <laughs> to use it. All right. Thank you. Uh, now, are you planning to do any more of these across across the states? I got uh, June twenty seventh and twenty eighth in uh, uh, Saugus at the Kowloon. Um, that'll be, you know, that'd be exciting. <laughs> oh, that's a famous that's place. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been a great hangout for uh, wrestling fans. And apparently I had something to do with establishing that without even knowing it. Someone was like, nice. don't I remember when you'd go there, like, in the 90s? Like, that's when it started, you know, yeah. with uh, Andy Wong. And uh, uh, Andy actually got me the exact chairs uh, from the Worcester Centrum uh, that, you know, chairs from the Centrum where I won my first uh, first WWE title. So uh, I go way back, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. So uh, you have a you know, listenership that actually extends uh, out that way? Uh, we actually have a very wide listenership. We're listened to actually around the world. Around the world? Yeah, at least on podcasts. Oh, man. <laughs> well, wow. Well, hey, congratulations. Well, Thank you. In that case, you know, people. I mean, they really, it's 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 uh, it's kind of a ridiculous workload to have. Uh, you know, uh, Mark Carano, head of WWE talent relations, used to always laugh that I was busier than the guys, and I was the only guy coming up. Like, okay, I need uh, December eighth and ninth. He goes, okay, uh, what are you doing? I said, I'm I'm competing in the international fruitcake eating competition. <laughs> he said, all right, where's that belt? I said. At Santa's Candy Castle. He said, where is Santa's Candy Castle? He said, in Santa Claus, Indiana. And he was like, there's a town called Santa Claus? I said, yes, there is. He said, only you, Cactus. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, st I stay busy. You know, I'll be in uh, Providence um, on um, uh, June 24th, uh, May 24th, rather, uh, doing an independent show and uh, then coming back to Providence on November 1st doing the Comic-Con. and a Yeah, you're with me that, that weekend. Yeah, so, uh, yes. yeah, constantly, uh, I love it. I really do. Uh, I really enjoy it, and uh, I try to balance it out where I'm home a decent amount. Um, but uh, I, I enjoy, enjoy myself, and I think people get that right away. Like, they're a little trepidatious, which is a, a good New York Times number one bestseller's word for <laughs> caution. Yeah. They're cautious. Uh, because they don't know what to expect. And after about five minutes, they're like, okay, not only is this better than I thought it was, but Mick is not embarrassing himself up there. Now, you, you find it better to uh, meet up with your fans at these things as opposed to back in the day when you were wrestling? Is is that a fair statement? Uh, to meet up with them? Uh, after 
after wrestling matches, yeah, you you're generally more um, confined. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, WWE and, and other groups that are really accessible to fans, but there's no way you can do, you know, like. <laughs> The uh, you know a fifteen thousand seat arena and then meet your fans, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of impossible. And and sometimes you go out like to, you know to your car and there's hundreds of people lining the fences and like if you go over there you know like if I'm fifty seven and then you're a jerk to number fifty eight you know. No, I guess. So uh, by doing these type of establishments, uh, you know two three hundred people. I can I can I can get through everybody as long as they're uh, patient and realize it'll take a couple hours. You know, we post pictures; uh, they're free and uh, sign uh, any item they want. You know, their own and that's free. And I think we have some uh, some some shirts for sale and some photos. But uh, uh, isn't there also a uh, twenty-five dollar uh, ticket that includes a meet and greet with a photo with you, right? I, I guess so. Yeah, that's the admission so. tomorrow, and then yeah. that includes a meet and greet with Mick. And uh, you can update your Facebook photo and have Mick in it for oh, 25 bucks. That's great. Wow, it's not bad. <laughs> hey, that, that Facebook profile picture, that's uh, it's priceless. Yeah, it is. Should go up right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's the only way you can tell if someone really values a personal interaction. If exactly. A Facebook photo. <laughs> Otherwise, if you, yeah, make, you know. if you make the profile, when someone says, you're I'm in. your biggest fan, I'll say, let me see your Facebook profile. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay, I'm not up there. I guess you're not my biggest fan. Yep. You're, I'm a bit, you're my biggest fan. Yep. I'd be up there with you. <laughs> well, uh, what if it's them and Sako? Hey, <laughs> that would be, uh, you know, their own unique problem, I guess. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tomorrow night at uh, the Sandwich Tamverna. Uh, it starts admission at yep. what, 4 o'clock? Yeah, the, we're having like a dinner. You know, you can come down and get dinner and, um, you know, eat whatever you want. Uh the earlier you get there, the better seats you get. Um, I'm not even promising myself a seat. So it's now, just one are, of those things. Are tickets limited? Yeah, th- there's, there's probably about and, 40 tickets and left. And can you still buy them at uh, Centers and Saints? Or? Yeah, you can get okay. them at my tattoo shop, Centers and Saints Tattoo, till probably about 2.30, and then you can get them at the venue. Right at the venue? Yep. And uh, for 25 bucks extra, you get to... Um, Take a picture with yeah, yeah, Mick and, and, and mainly just get to enjoy the stories and uh, meet meet a gentleman that you know that that's lived it pretty much all. Right, excellent. He yeah. is the hardcore. And legend. then uh, you know what? It'd be interesting to see how many people actually uh, have me autograph a body part and then come down to Roger's <laughs> shop. I'll give him a deal. Uh, it could happen, right? Had, now listen, could. this is going to be tough for somebody. <laughs> this is. All you uh, Tom Brady fans out there, all right, this is what you have to live up to. When I was in Appleton, Wisconsin, this guy runs up to me and goes, Nick, <laughs> if I, yeah, will you sign my right butt cheek? If you do, I'll have it tattooed. <laughs> I said, you're going to sign my, get my, you're going to get my name tattooed on your right butt cheek? He goes, yeah, I got Brett Farms on my left. <laughs> I said, show me Brett Farms, saying that you're tattooed on your left butt cheek. Down with the pants, and he had his far number number four, whatever far was. I think he was four. And I said, "All right, man, I'll do it." And I said, "You got to videotape it and uh, send it to me." So sure enough, <laughs> there's a videotape of a guy showing up. You know, first the left, then the right. So there was never a full frontal moon, yeah. full full moon. 
but I thought that's that's a fan there. So I'm not sure if anybody's got a Brady autograph on their left butt cheek, but uh, I'll be glad to make it a matching pair. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> Challenge has been set. Right. All right, Mick, I want to thank you very much. I want to thank you, Roger. Uh, we got to take a break and uh, get ready to come up with uh, Audrey from Starbone Support to carry us through the rest of the night. Again, thank you, Mick. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Right, you're welcome. Thanks, okay, Mick. Bye. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, th- again, that's, uh, that's tomorrow, May 4th, at the Sandwich Taverna. Uh, tickets are $25. They can be purchased at Sinners and Saints uh, Tattoo Parlor in Wareham. Um, you can call 508-295-1366 for more info. And uh, we'll take a break. Yep. Right? Thank you. From the studios of AM 1420 WBSF into the night and beyond. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. You, you say one thing, he does another, and everybody changes back again. All right, Modis, back here on Spooky South Coast. How do you like that bumper? I, actually, right? it's not that bad. I love Diary of a Madman. <laughs> Uh, Ozzy, so good, so good. So we are back here on Spooky South Coast here on WBSM fourteen twenty, and we have Audrey Starburn of Starburn Support on the line. Hello, Audrey. Hi guys, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You it's made been it. a while since I've joined the Spooky Crew, and right. uh, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yep. Hopefully, we don't have any phone issues this time. Yeah, <laughs> we we are hoping we uh, had a little. Issue earlier, so uh, you know we got back up. Though I got one more phone we can try and uh, some Skype. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's good. To work, That's good. So. Always have a backup plan. Yes. <laughs> and this has happened to you pretty much on every type of uh, show you've tried to deal with. It's not oh, just yeah. us; it's every, everyone. I mean, yours and uh, Nightwatch are two that you know. I think every time uh, I've tried a Nightwatch, I think it's going to be. A, now we don't feel so special. It'll be, you know, like the sixth time, you know, and we're trying it again. It's been a few years. We gave up for a while, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, in the second hour, I want to cover what, what's what been going on with um, Experiencers Speak. You're entering into your third year with it, correct? Yes, third year already, and, you know, it seems like just yesterday um, we were throwing together the first one um 2012 you know so it's uh come a lot farther than i ever thought it would and um i think this year you know three's a charm and i think it's really going to be a, a special year i mean the other two were, were unforgettable and amazing um for all that were involved and you know it just every year i think every you know through word of mouth and you know just people hearing about it, it it's gonna i think this year's gonna be something special i just feel it and i think everybody's got that same feeling well i remember the first year that you did it you put it together in uh, under what 40 days oh yeah and and, you know what could go wrong did i mean remember when we had the first uh venue um 
was all set up to yeah. go in a week before it was um, already advertised and we were ready to go. They closed that venue down. Yes, um, but, and, and by know, Providence, you the the place next door became available. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I went and knocked on the doors, and and I found this church that had been converted into a nightclub at some point, and actually owned by the mafia, and it was just sold. So they hadn't even removed their stuff out. I don't know what was going on. It was some kind of a bankruptcy thing. So let's just say there were some unhappy people that used to own the building. So um, to, to convince the new owner to just, you know, please, we, we swear we won't sit on the leather couches. And they actually moved the furniture that was still owned by the mafia. And, and you know, that was all put in other rooms. So we just didn't go near that. And um, the strange thing and the synchronicity of this all was, you know, we had advertised, I think it was um, originally like 28 school streets, say. And the new address was 38 school streets. So it looked like a misprint, you know, and, and, we, and it was right next door. Um, there was a big fiasco with the old owners. Um, I was working with a man who owned the first venue with his um, soon-to-be ex-wife. And she was the one who said, you know what, I'm, I'm shutting the doors a week before. And she actually, you know, either was there herself or had other people telling people that were going to that venue that didn't, you know, they didn't know what they were talking about, sending them away. I didn't even know that. You know, I had put a sign up um, with an arrow, you know, um, saying, oh, no, let's move next door. Um, we didn't find out till the next day that the coffee shop um, that was in between the two buildings said, oh, a lot of people left because they didn't think it was going on. There was people sending them away. So, you know, it was a whole, you know, the estranged mad ex-wife, and, uh, you know, it was just a bunch of chaos, but... Um, Still, despite everything that happened, it was, you know, enough of a success that we said, you know, we got to do this again. Um, and, like, you know, like you said, it was, you know, I had the vision of it in May, and uh, we put it on in September, you know. So it was, um, I had no idea what I was doing. And I learned a lot, I'll tell you. And, um, you know, last year, as you know, you were there, and, of course, you're our awesome sound guy, and, and <laughs> you know, we couldn't do it without you, so... Um, you know, it's just, it's a team effort now, you know, we're all working together and that helps, you know, the first time I went in blind and alone and then, you know, every year we get more people to help and, and offer their assistance and, you know, this year we're having the meet and greet dinner at Warren Coleman's uh, Cryptozoology Museum, which is only a couple blocks down the road. Um, we had it last year at the hotel and you know, I, the food was terrible. You know, it was way overpriced, and you know, I'd rather support a friend. It, and a it's local a hotel. Business. What do you expect? They they're not known yeah. for their catering. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you know, at the same time, they were great. I mean, you know how late we all stayed up oh. and and ran around. I mean, we owned right. that hotel for the weekend, so that's the only reason I think. You know, it was comfortable. It was convenient. Um, airport wise, um, you know. Even, you know, where the conference room was to, to bathroom and outside, and, you know, it was good. No, you know, so uh, we're going to do it there again. Um, the venue itself that. was great. Uh, oh, yeah. The food just, you know, their food yeah. left a lot to be desired. Oh, it, it, it was outrageous. But the rest of it was great. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it was good, hell yeah, you know, we wouldn't mind doing that again. But, um, you know, it turns out that uh, at the museum, one of Lauren Coleman's um, staff members actually works at a very nice Italian place that um, caters all their events, so we're going to have them 
come in. And I, I went to um, Lauren and Jenny's uh, reception, and they had just, you know, a sample of the food there, you know, just hors d'oeuvres, and it was amazing. So I think this year is going to be, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, we're limited to 70 people. Uh, it's 75, but we figure five people for service. You know, that's what Lauren said, be comfortable. Um, and that's fast. And, and, you know, half of that, well, 25, 30 of that is, you know, speakers and, and crew, you know, maybe even more. I haven't even done the numbers yet. I haven't worked at, you know, the numbers yet as far as people and how many tickets we actually have available. And they're already selling, you know. Before I even got them in, you know, there's already been, you know, a dozen or so that are like, you know, we're coming back. And these are all people from last year or have heard and are jumping in. I mean, we haven't even... Really, we just started advertising that whole thing, you know, about a week ago. Now, so um, it's going to be good. Now, you want to give people a rundown of who you had last year? Yeah, let me uh, pull up the list. <laughs> okay, let's see. This was 2012. Hang on. I know I have a list here somewhere. Well, let's see. 2012, which was the first year, Yep. Um, we, we had um, Peter Robbins, who is our MC and, and just an all-around amazing guy and, you know, very... He's the one that captivates all day long. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so he, you know, is our um, our MC and he really does um, have a personality that's huge and, you know, we know him well, so you know that. Um, we had, um, let's see, Travis Walton last in 2012 was our headline um, speaker. Uh, Kathy Martin as well. Um, Chris Bledsoe, and they all came back in 2013, and, and you know they're just amazing. Um, we added one of the Travis Walton witnesses last year. Um, then we had Stanton Friedman last year, and Chris Bledsoe came back. Um, Chris Augustin, we had who's um, in our team, Starborn Support Pennsylvania. Um, Suzanne Chancellor, she's an experiencer who actually. Um, met her now, uh, you know, love of her life there and actually ended up moving this way. So she's, you know, been with us ever since. Um, And she's just amazing. And, you know, every year I think, you know, the connections form and and we form, you know, a lifelong um, friendship. It's like we've all known each other. It's more like a family reunion when we all get together. So, um, you know, just the minds and, and the collection of experiences and the energies, it's just a great mix. And, uh, you know, people, the, the only complaint is that they have to leave. You know, I mean, people actually, you know, cry when it's time to go. And we like to take it further for those who like to, you know, join us. And we try to do something for at least a couple days more afterwards. So, you know, head to the lake. It's a perfect time of year in Maine. Um, so take advantage of it. You know, people coming in from all over, all over the country. Um, all the orders I've had for um, the VIP tickets have been, you know, from way across country, Canada. Um, let's see, Michigan. I think we had one in Montana. So you know, we've got them coming in. Uh, several are coming in from Florida um, already, and this is just you know the early stages um, of ticket sales. So you know, this year I really think it's going to be great. And you know, we did a lot of advertising um, the old-fashioned way uh, through paper, and uh, had some. Had some trouble with advertising, um, you know, just uh, we won't get into details. But um, this year we're creating a, a website, a Starborn Support website, that I'm actually really investing money into um, doing it the 
digital way. Um, it's one of those things that, uh, you know. So you're stepping up with the times, I gather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are. You know, nowadays, I think people buy the newspaper, put it on the floor for the dogs to pee on, you know. So how much of that money, which is way overpriced, um, even with all the deals and discounts and friends that worked at these papers, you know, we were spending thousands of dollars. And then to recover from the mistakes that happened, we had to, you know, throw it, throw it out there some more. And then, you know, it turns out that just through press release and, and you know, the locals uh, picking up the info, there was actually um, some local news that talked about it. You know, so that was, you know, all... Um, Extra, so you know, just that alone, you know, helped us through the you know the local two hundred seven show, and you know they talked about, it and I didn't even know that all that was going on. Well, so, if I'm uh, not mistaken, the local the local shows and papers of what got you your guests in the 2013, the uh, Allagash guys. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! That was such a you know, and I and I searched. Remember, the, the, obviously, yeah. we're putting together a main conference. People that come to mind um, are the Allagash guys, you know, so I really, I mean, I searched, I called Ray Fowler, I called you, we tried to find numbers. I think I came up with a number that was 15 years old. Yeah, that's the um, number I had for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, you know, that was 15 years old. But um, the next year, I get this phone call, and I'm still like, oh, we got to have the Allagash guys, because that's, you know, they, it happened here in Maine, it, it's huge, and um, them alone, you know, would, would just be a local, a local draw, and it really um, turned out uh, one of those synchronicities, you know, and, uh, you know, I actually was not even searching anymore. I gave up. You know, I had contacted Ray Fowler, who wrote the book, and he gave me all his info. I mean, I looked. You know, that was in 2012. So in 2013, I get this phone call. And it's this woman from Newport, Rhode Island, um, asking about the conference. So I, I'm telling her all the details. And she's like, ooh, you know, I really, really want to come. And she said, you know, hang on. There's, there's somebody here that." You know, a couple guys here that are really interested in coming, and they'd like to talk to you, too. And she puts us on speakerphone, and it's Jim and Charlie, you know, from the Algash experience of asking, you know, details. I said, you know how hard I tried to find you last year, you know, and they're like, well, here we are. And it was just an automatic, we added them last minute. Um, and, you know, just their presentation alone, which we saved for Sunday night, the last night last um you know, it was awesome. The place people oh, yeah. came in just to just to see them, you know, and we knew, you know, just being from the from the main area, and that's the story. Um, all the publicity because you know the news picked that up really quick, and they knew, you know, that these were the guys from Maine. So that, of course, attracted that that whole. I mean, they packed the place. Um, the last, you know, the last speaker, and you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, usually by Sunday night these events they'll drain out. I don't know. That's not what happened. You know, it was it was really. Um, a special presentation, and this year um, Jim will be back. Uh, Charlie, unfortunately, is has a wedding, and I, I called him, and he was really, really bummed out. And he said, "You know, this is my niece is getting married, and she's the one that's going to take care of me when I'm old." You know, so he can't get <laughs> out of this. You know, it's, it was so funny, and you know them, so yeah. um, they just have that, uh, you know, all around great sense of humor. But you know, Jim is just so willing, and he's one of the twins, and of course. His brother Jack, we would love to have. But he is, um, you know, in a wheelchair. Um, he's got environmental. Yeah, he, he has health issues. Yeah, that yes, yeah, and he's out in Vermont. I mean, I'd love love to have him. I mean, if there was a way, I, you know, the Skype, maybe have him join. I, I'm going to, you know, talk to Jim, and maybe we can do something like that. You know, because they're identical twins, and of course, 
their story yeah. has always been special to me because I'm an identical twin. You and know, so you know, there's we'll get to that there. in our in in, yeah. in the following hour. Because we are coming up on a news break in how much longer? Yeah, we, we get about three minutes left. Okay. Okay. So, well, let me um, give the lineup for this year. Right, sir. Um, uh, the, 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 the conference name? is, the is n- September 5th, 6th, and 7th at the Clarion Hotel in Portland, Maine. It's 1230 Congress Street. Um, the event is Experiencers Speak. Um, we have Stanton Friedman. Um, of course, Masters, Master of Ceremonies, again, is Peter Robbins. Um, Stanton Friedman's back. Steve Bassett. Um, will be joining us. I guess Kathy Martin. Yeah. Yep. Denise yeah, Stoner, right. who was the co-author with Kathy on her last book, The Alien Abduction Files. Um, Jim Weiner will be back again from the Allagash. Um, Thomas Reed um, from the Reed Family Abductions. Linda Cortile, um, who's in Bud Hopkins' book, Witnessed. And last year we had um, Deb Cobble, who was in uh, Bud's book, Intruders. Um, we've got Brett and Gina Oldham, and, and Brett is the author of the book um, Children of the Grays. David Chase, Mike Clallens, um, he's going to do a great presentation. Um, he just spoke at the symposium and has been invited over to the U.K. Um, he did a lot of research on abductees and the owl, um, so that, that'll be really interesting. And I haven't even snuck a peek yet to see what it was about because I, you know, I want to see it in person. Um, Debbie Tripp, she's um, an experiencer who, who runs our Tennessee chapter. Um, Keith Andrews has a very interesting story. And Erin Green Hicks is going to be talking about um, her MK Ultra involvement. So it's going to get you know a little deeper this year and, um, you know, just more of, uh, you know, the everything that surrounds this. There's so much. I mean, we could do this for years and not even touch the surface. So we like to kind of blend it and, um, you know, get uh, everybody a chance to um, to tell their stories. And really, you know, there's such a diversity that, um, you know, you're coming there and, you know, there's bound to be somebody that resonates with you. And, you know, so many people walked out saying, you know, thanks. Um, many couples who one was an experience or one wasn't. And just from coming there, they got closer. The one that wasn't understood and, you know, I just was thanked by at least four or five couples saying, you know, thank you. Now they finally understand, you know, you help me. So, you know, there's, there's you know, reasons for this. It's not not about money, never has been. Um, we're in the hole of hoping <laughs> to break even this year. So, you know, that's not what I do it for. And, you know, these people that think that, you know, just get that right out of your mind because um, it's about education and, um, you know, getting the, the voices to the experiencers who've been, you know, just quiet for so long. Um, there's so many coming forward. This is a place for them to speak. There's no other conference like this. Um, there, you know, there may be some stemming up. I've heard rumors, you know, like, oh. It, well, we'll uh, get into that in the up and coming hour. Um, mm-hmm. or yeah, coming we're up, right against, up against, against the news break. All right, okay. Audrey. We're, Audrey uh, from Starborn Support will be back with you in roughly seven minutes. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thank you, right. Yep. And uh, if you anybody wants to give us a call, one eight seven seven nine nine six fourteen twenty, here on WBSM, uh, we're going to be back with Audrey Starburn of Starburn Support. She's going to talk about her upcoming event in this uh, this upcoming September, and uh, we will see you guys on the other side of the news. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does it. AM 1420, WBSM presents South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costner. Back to Spooky South Coast. I'm Matt Moniz, and I'm here with the silent assassin, Mac Costa. Right, we're both here. And Tim is not here. He is in New York. And Lake George. Yep, Lake George. We were just talking about Lake George earlier. We talked about a lot about Lake George earlier today. Yeah. yeah. Been up there many times. It's, it's a great. very cool place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my family's uh, from there. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. We, we used to go uh, on vacation there. Went to the... Uh, um, House of Frankenstein Wax Museum, which was really great when I was 12. <laughs> I'm not sure if it is now, but it was when I was 12. We were talking about the, uh, the, the George the Lake Monster as well. Yes, there yeah. is a report of a... Yeah, the, 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 sort of the, ho- the hoax or whatever. They yeah. have the... the um, uh, I don't know, the, the real George, I guess, on display at, um, I think, the Hague... Uh, the town of Hague. Um, We're not talking the whatever. one in, uh, over in Europe. No, no, it's uh, it's it's uh, north of Lake George. It kind of it's it's it's, it's uh, they took a bunch of pictures of it. It's like this wooden. It looks like a fish. I was we were talking about this this morning. It kind of looks like a, a a fishing lure that they kind of like painted. Yeah. And floated in the water and took some close up shots of it and then tried to pass it off as a. A, a lake monster, so didn't quite which, work. It did in 1906, <laughs> which was when it was done. So it fooled a lot of people, but not now. <laughs> well, there are plenty of other lakes up in that area that right. do have reports. You know, yeah, so. of course, Champlain right around the corner. Yep. Oh, good old Champ. Yep. And Tim is running around with a bunch of other uh, paranormal people. Uh, one in particular, uh, you, you know, in a lakeside, you know, community, to be running around with Kane Hodder, <laughs> oh, yeah. know, otherwise known as right, Jason right, Borges. Right. <laughs> yeah. I went, Tim should have brought up a uh, machete for him to autograph or something like that. That would have been cool. Yeah. Now, and, that is, of course, Parahistorycon 2, which is the yeah. second one. Yes. Part 2. Yes. And there's plenty of people. There's so many people out there that we know. Plenty. Yep. Tiffany Rice is there. Yep. We know that. Joe Chin. Yep. Christine Downs. Yep. The whole TAPS home okay. team is up there. Yep. Everybody. I'm not sure if uh, uh, Paranormal After Party, the uh, the generic black the shirt jerk. paranormal, I yep. think they're all up there too, which uh, they're on Spooky TV Thursday nights at 8 o'clock. Plug, plug. Yep. This whole show has been pretty much a gigantic infomercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. I like selling well, stuff. Well, we're involved in all of these things, so yeah. <laughs> in one way or another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, but I, I, I suppose we should get back into the the discussion with Audrey Starborn of Starborn Support. support. Let's yeah. uh, bring her back on the line. Hello, Audrey. Hey. You're back on the air. Okay. Taking care of business, as it's called here. Yeah, yeah. Tim's out in, in New York. What is it? What did you say? Lake George, was it? Yep. Yep, yep. 
Yeah, they have a they have a big bike rally I think up there every year, don't they? Oh, well, yes, they do. They do. No, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's get to the subject of abductions. All right, um, I'll let you explain what you feel abductions are and what different types there are. Okay. Um, yeah, that's interesting that, that you bring that up. Now, um, we like the term experiencers because um, there is a difference. Um, there are contactees and there are abductees. All abductees are contactees. Not all contactees are abductees. Um, we like to use a term experiencer because it is such huge um, it's a huge subject, and there's so many different forms of contact. Well, um, I think a uh, abductee kind of has a negative connotation to it. Well, it really does. Yeah, it does. And, and that's it's not. Thing. It's not always it's one type of experience. A yeah, person yeah. that is taken against their will is generally an abductee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not always the case, correct? No, no. And you know, it's the experiencer. It, it, it takes all of the types of uh, encounters and, and groups them into, you know, as personal experiences. Um, some are group experiences, such as, you know, the Allagash guys and, you know, Travis Walton experience and such. But, um, you know, they're all experiences. So that's a, I guess, a softer term um, to use. And, you know, and it, and it covers um, the whole field. It covers, you know, from, I mean, even researchers, you know, they, they have experiences you know, working with abductees and contactees. So, you know, their um, their efforts um, really, you know, without them, you know, we wouldn't be here and doing what we do. So, you know, like Stephen Bassett, who we have this year. Um, Exopolitics. Uh, oh, he's, the, uh, he's been an advocate for, uh, for years, ending the 65-year at least government-imposed truth embargo. So he's, um, he's he put together the um, I think it was about last year's citizens hearing for disclosure, which was done in Washington. Um, there was also one done in I believe it was 2001, um, the press club conference. Yeah. I think he's working on another one. He's um, worked with Stephen Greer. Um, he's he works with the um, Extraterrestrial Phenomenon Political Action Committee. Um, he's just got so much under his belt. He um, studied with John Mack and worked with John Mack, and just you know, really been um, a voice um, for for the um, disclosure. So, um, bringing him in um, on the subject is is very welcome. And funny because um, you know he he's coming this year, and I, I called him, and um, I had heard last year through a few people, you know, that he had, you know, been talking about the conference and was very interested in it. So, hey, you know, let's, let's have him in. Um, we're actually booked into, I think, 2017 um, with people that are, you know, going to be speaking. You know, we're hoping we go that far. Um, but there are so many people, you know, coming forward saying, you know, we want we want to share our story or, you know, we want to share our research. So, you know, there's no shortage in experiencers who want to who want to join um that's not our problem you know our problem is you know the scheduling and timing and and can we fit this many people and we learned matt the first year what would we have like what 15 or something and we didn't have any breaks we threw them all together in one yeah. day yeah. it was exhausting i mean it was great but you know then it was over and and you know we really you know could have 
use that second day, but you know how I didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I'd never even been to a conference besides Exeter, you know, and that was one year I walked in and, and joined Exeter, and I, and then the um, I walked in 2012 to uh, was it 2013? I don't remember. It was last year I went to uh, to promote the conference. Um. Anyway, no, it was 2012 because it was canceled last year. So, you know, that's, you know, I had never even seen one of these conferences. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and and to, you know, pull that out of literal, you know, I could use a term, but I won't, um, use your imagination, and, and that short of time was, um, you know, enough to, to light the, the bulb and, and a lot of people who do this for a living and who travel or that, Go to these things, you know. You know, Travis looked at me and said, "You've never even been to one of these." You know, and this, and I was like, "No, you know, this is, you know, what came to me." You know, and the first year, like I said, was wonderful. Um, it was a lesson uh, teaching, and, and we learned from it. Um, now it's, you know, we stretch it into. We like to stretch it into three days um, with the uh, meet and greet dinner and, and everybody, you know, settling in on the Friday. And like I said, this year it'll be at the museum and. Um, you know, and that's an extra an extra bonus for people um, who purchase the VIP um, packages. And for you know, it's I think um, we've got the prices down. Um, we're very they're very affordable. Um, you know, they start at ten dollars, which would be you know we have a ten dollar off uh, student discount this year for any college ID. So the twenty dollar per speaker, um, fifty dollar per day, seventy five for the whole weekend, and one fifty for the whole VIP pack, which includes the dinner, the meet and greet, the you know the extra time and the whole really, um, it, it is you know like I said, it's not about making money; it's about you know having enough to do this. But um, you know, it's about teaching people. It's about bringing people that are in this field together, um, learning from each other, and and getting. Um, this you know movement going um, disclosure is a big thing, um, but but the thing is, is is just the numbers of people that go through this um, numbers. Now you're talking numbers. Numbers are made up of different categories. Now you said ex- you use the term experiencers as a catch-all for all of the different types of uh, experiences that people have. What types? If you want to share with our listeners, are you talking about when somebody has an experience? What constitutes okay. an experience? Um, well, of course, there's the you know the one that people are most familiar with when they hear the term abduction, where you know they people are taken, um, as you say, against their will um, by beings, um, usually described as you know four or five feet tall with the you know the large heads and the, the dark eyes and the, you know, the Whitley Strieber communion cover um, looking beings. And, um, you know, they seem to be the, the ones that do most of the, uh, the taking. And, you know, I've, I've been taken since I was a kid. And so they seem to be the ones that do the physical work on us. Um, I don't know what they're doing, gathering um, genetic material, DNA samples, whatever they're doing. They have to go in hands-on. Um, there's no other way to do that. Now, other forms of contact would be um, telepathic communications, channeling, um, just, a, you know, even a visit, which maybe would be interpreted as, you know, angelic, um, you know, where they're given a message 
Um, there's a lot of evolving experiences in the last since I started Starborn Support in 2006. Um, there's you know seems to be waves of calls that come in, um, and it's amazing to keep track of the callers and um, you know I'm not the only one I work with you know you know Kathy Martin's um, the head of abduction research out of uh, the MUFON organization um, Denise Stoner's the assistant so you know we've kind of joined together to to collect um, information if, if you will and a lot of the visions that are coming in um, come in different forms um, they can be auditory they can be dreamlike um, they can be you know, just like somebody's talking to you, that, you know, that would be, you know, you turn around like, whoa, you know, I thought somebody was right next to me talking to me. Um, a lot of uh, visions, remote viewing, um, and, and different ways of seeing things. Now, let's just take, for example, one of the waves of um, visions and one of the categories that we, you know, keep track of. Um, for a while, there was a lot of natural catastrophes that have since happened. Um, you know, we've got all these, you know, people that are reporting this before it happens. Um, we find that some experiencers have a piece of um, a message and another will have another piece. So it seems to be a puzzle um, that, you know, we're very actively trying to put together, um, you know, not just for ourselves, but for for mankind, you know. and. Um, to to spread the awareness that um, you know it's it's not all bad um, you know it's of course engulfed in fear and chaos and and you know how else um, are we going to feel like when I was first starting to realize you know that the bald men were coming into the room I was very very young um, and you know at first it was just a routine thing for my sister and I. It wasn't until we were told they didn't exist or we were dreaming or we were imagining things that it became more scary, you know, and the fear of that, you know, was was more frightening than the actual experience. So that kind of made um, it really... It made you, you know, unsure like, of yourself is what it did. Yeah, it really intensified it. Um, and of course, you know, there's religion, so... Many people are, you know, associate with angels and demons, which, yeah, very well might, might be the same thing. I mean, they're all not of this earth or not of you know, this 3D earth as we know it anyway. So, um, you, know, you know, no matter how you group it, um, they're beings that um, we've always been told don't exist. Uh, so when you get hundreds and thousands of people that are reporting exact same things, from all over the planet. And it's not just the typical, um, so, you know, I saw a movie, I'm going to call and say that happened to me. No, no, no. There's so much more to that. And that's where the, you know, various experiences become very interesting and the messaging becomes interesting and the record keeping. And we don't only, you know, keep records of what they're telling us. We do um, family lines. We do, like, genetic um, comparisons. Uh, you know, we're trying to find commonalities and uh, you know the the high strangeness and, and synchronicities that that occur in this phenomenon um, are very just that word you know high strangeness there you go um, and it and it can be the littlest most subtle thing 
Um, but, you know, as an experiencer, seems to be, there, you know, things happen in, in order and for purpose. Um, you know, people are led to starborn support some way or another, but we have times where it's very quiet, and we have times where the hotlines won't stop. Um, and, like, for example, uh, last year we had a couple of months in a row where every call was um, somebody reporting experiences that was in the age group of 75 and above. Um, it was just like all of a sudden this group of people started calling, you know, and so we'll have waves like that, and that's what I, that's what I call them. Oh, we've got a wave going on, and then I'll call another organization. Captain. Now, uh, now when, when people do call you with, uh, with their experiences and they, they wish to get support from you, what, what are like, some examples of like, support you would give them? Okay. Um, In other words, turn, you have professionals. We don't, we don't, turn in, we, we right. don't we try not to turn anyone away. Um, we know that there may be the, you know, the, the occasional person who's got a drug and alcohol problem or, or a, a mental illness. Um, but the, the majority are, you know, legitimate um, people that, you know, we can help. Um, when I first started, I mean, it was just me and a phone and a website, but now we've got 12 teams um, on the East Coast, um, Latin America, Colombia, and now in the U.K. Um, we also have practitioners. We're establishing a chain of practitioners who are educated on the subject. Um, are now, practitioners, you're talking... Like hypnotherapy. Okay. We have a PTSD expert who is also the founder of our Pennsylvania chapter and um, Starborn Support Radio, and he... Um, Peter Robbins hooked us up, uh, I think it was right after the first experience or speak. And he's been a huge help. You know, he... he um, dropped out of MUFON and, and came over to us exclusively, and um, he will work with people directly. And if we can't sit face-to-face, -face, which is the best preferred way, um, and now with the, the various teams and support groups that we have, you know, we try to find the nearest location and practitioner where we can refer these people to. Um, there is a network growing where we're reaching out, you know, more towards um, the West Coast, you know, because there's a lot of calls out there, and, you know, trying to all network together, because um, obviously, you know, there's not a lot of, of people um, that, you know, specialize in, in abduction in, this, in the medical and the um, psychological fields, but um, we're finding them, um, and we, we welcome anyone who, who is in the field that you know, would like to help to, to call Starborn Support and say, you know, put me on the referral list. Um, but like I said, even if we do say, okay, this this person has problems, like we had one person who was obviously mentally ill, had obvious um, drug and alcohol problems, and had um, children in the house, and, you know, became concerned, and, and we couldn't um, speak to his wife. He wouldn't let us. And, you know, so we reached out to, to a group in his area that could, you know, help his specific needs and just said, look, you know, we explained to them who we were and, you know, we don't want to say, sorry, I can't help you, bye, you know, and that's just, I, I'd never forgive myself, you know, if something happened and I, you know, I just, I try my best and we do, we really do try to, to individualize the care and, and, you know, take each case accordingly and, um, you know, the more time goes by, the more people, you know, help us and, 
it's so nice to have a, um, a team, a, a growing team that's you know starting to cover the East Coast, and you know we're working our way. Our goal is obviously to have someone in every state, or at least in every area. You know, say in New England, we're in a you know, geographical location like that where somebody can drive to, um, and you know the most of the people, fact, all but one offer their services free of charge, you know, because it's very important to us. You know, we know these people are reaching out. It's hard enough. We don't want to hurt their bank account. We don't want to come out like, oh, yeah, you know, if you got money, we'll help you. If not now, it's not about that. We want to help them. Um, personal experience for, for myself and several of us on the in the group, um, not all of us um, that are on the team are experiencers. Either, you know, some of them are just very interested or know somebody who is or just, um, you know, is you know, dedicated to, uh, to exploring the issue further and open to learning. And open mind is really, you know, that's the first requirement. You have to have that. Um, you know, no one coming in with, oh, you know, they've all got this, uh, you know, we're, we're going to just group them and medicate them, and that's, that's not how we work. Um, we don't jump immediately to hypnosis either. Um, that can, you know, do more harm than good. I learned that firsthand as well. We like to work with an individual at least a year, uh, preparing them for the fear and the box that's going to open, and um, you know, telling them that you know some things are just simply not meant to be remembered. Um, they're intentionally forgotten because you know the human mind is very, very fragile and to become aware of some of the things that are actually going on um, through hypnosis can do more harm than good, you know. So we have very qualified staff that do the hypnosis. Um, and, and there's, you know, so many other therapies that are available um, that are starting to become available. Uh, you know, there's a light therapy, Debbie Tripp, I'm, I don't remember the name of it. you know what it is, Matt, right offhand? The mm-hmm. sensitive is it light sensitive? Sensitation. I don't know. I, I forget what it's called. I wish I had her credentials um, in front of me. But um, there's there's various treatments that you know, we're using now. Um, and of course, the the main thing that we focus on is the fear and the trauma. Um, that's the underlying um, cause of of you know them reaching out in most cases. Um, there's of course you know different experiencers that just want to call and call us once. Just tell us, hey, this happened to me, you know, hey, I'm glad to hear that it happened to others, and I just wanted to tell you that, bye. You know, but there's people that, you know, we've helped throughout the years that are, you know, have become part of us, you know, we've kind of absorbed them in, and they've learned so much and come so far that, you know, they're growing with us. And, um, you know, it's we have support groups, and the support groups are, are very, very important. Um, and it is like, you know, like an AA or an NA, you get together with a group of your peers at the confidential place where you can come in and be safe and, you know, tell it like it is, and we tell it like it is back, right, Matt? Yep. And <laughs> so it was, I had to throw that in there. Um, and, and, you know, and it's a collection of, of you know, like-minded um, experiencers sharing and growing, and, you know, the people, it's, it's so awesome to watch like you know we'll, we'll get a new person and, and you know they're terrified to, to come in and you know some of them take some convincing and some time and yeah, it's got to be traumatic they, what's that i said it's got to be traumatic 
Oh, yeah, it is. And it's scary because, you know, for most of the time, if they ever shared it before, they've been judged, they've been criticized. You know, I often say that, you know, the traumatized experiencers, a lot of times the the humans do more trauma than, than the actual experience does, you know, just through judgment, just through, you know, their debunking efforts and, and trying to discredit. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. The isolation that the people wind up feeling. Now, the, what I have to say that I admire that you guys do is you spend a lot of focus not just on the experiencer, but their spouse or their partner. Yeah. Now, experiencers go through these uh, events and they come back and they, they're used to dealing with it. Mm-hmm. The spouse that's left behind has to absorb the fact that this person that they love is going through this experience and they can do nothing to help them. That right. helping them, you know, understand that that helpless feeling that they have is normal and that they shouldn't judge themselves for not being able to do anything. I I, yeah. I watched firsthand how a husband broke down in front of me because he was this ex-Navy SEAL and he was a police officer for so many years and this and that. And he watched his wife get taken and his feeling of helplessness as he was talking to me was very palpable. It was like, I'm this big tough guy that I was immobilized. I couldn't do a darn thing to stop this happening. And it was his wife that wound up comforting him. Right. Yeah. Yes, we have a friends and family outreach program, and it's very important to, we don't teach them, you know, that we don't convince them that this is real. That's not our, our angle. We want to let them know that their, this experience is real to their loved one. Um, it is happening to them. And, you know, they truly believe that it is. Um, it's obviously creating trauma and friction in the family or friendships. Um, we, we teach them how to accept the experience and offer their support the best way they can. Um, instead of a lot of people will just shut down completely. I don't want to, I don't even want to hear it. You know, it doesn't happen, doesn't exist. And that, that's very harmful because that person is looking to you. You know, and of course, parents, you know, their children are being taken. And like you said, the husbands are watching, you know, their wives and, you know, they're big and bad and they're supposed to be the protector. And, you know, there's nothing they can do with the feeling of helplessness um, is, you know, hopelessness. And we try to you know, explain that, that that doesn't have to be the case. That person who is experiencing things needs support, emotional support, a hug, anything. Just don't, you know, walk away. You know, unless you can prove that it is absolutely not happening, um, which nobody can. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, there's so much judgment and everybody's, you know, watched in the past what what happens to experiencers who come forward or, or, you know, like even the Betty and Barney Hill case and, and saw, you know, what happened. So that alone is enough to strike fear in most people. Um, well, I'm not I'm not talking about it. That's it. Never. So. The fear comes from the unknown factors. That's why that's why it's feared. You know, as far as somebody explaining it, saying this can't happen. Well, you can explain it any way you want as an individual experience. But when you start getting into the multiple 
situations where it's not just one person or one person is taken and several other people watching it happen, that, then it you know it goes beyond the uh, the psychobabble BS as I call it. Oh yeah, and you know eventually the numbers alone will speak for them. Yeah, you know it, it's impossible that many people from that huge, I mean, all right. over the world, from, you know, what was it, um, the 69 school children um, in Africa, you know, I mean, yeah. it's everywhere. Um, it's been, you know, noted to happen in, in tribes that have no TV, that aren't um, watching too much sci-fi and right. in their minds and, you know, polluting their dreams, you know, it's not, it's not happening. Um, and that's, you know, another thing that we, we want to do is, is there is strength in numbers, um, there's also safety. So, you know, the support group alone, you know, people come in, they do feel safe. Um, you know, the, the more people that come forward, the better it is for for the, I don't want to say proof, but, um, you know, just, just to show that this isn't sleep paralysis. I mean, unless I'm falling asleep at the wheel or, you know, during the day, you know, it's, it's impossible, you know, to... 65% or more abductions happen during a day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those, you know, I mean, what are we sleepwalking? You know, the, you know, we're going to Susan Clancy who votes for that um, explanation. But again, that is the um, typical swamp gas or weather balloon. And you know what? Uh, In most, uh, for most people, you prove one fighting as a hoax, and they're all hoaxes. Oh, yeah, it would prove it would be a hoax. So how easy is it to put one weather balloon up, you know, or prove, you know, just, you know, because the masses believe, you know, so easily. I mean, it's it's, it's insane um, how easy it is to say, you know, this is not happening. So we want to show that, you know what, it is, and it's happening to a lot more people than, I mean, we even can imagine. Um, you know, I... You know, estimate the numbers in the, in the millions. There's got to be. You know, there, I've worked with thousands, thousands over the years. Well, the last oh, calculation oh. that I heard was one in one hundred, which still puts it in the millions. Oh, and there's what seven billion people here. Yeah, the math. Yeah, that's huge. It's huge. So, um, you know, and and even you know, a UFO sighting is an experience. Um, People with multiple UFO sightings is is very important because, you know, most people don't have one, you know. So the chance of seeing more, that's, you know, another sign of, of communications. Um, many report that, you know, they'll be just sitting there and doing their everyday, you know, on the computer or relaxing at home eating dinner. And then they're told, you know, yeah, go outside right now and look up. And, you know, they'll run outside and they'll see it. And, you know, one of the topics we discussed at the support group today was, and I'll go out there, and I'm begging for my wife to come out, and then she's not coming out, and you know, and I want to prove, you know, that it's there, and it's so frustrating, you know. But you know, we got to think of it. Well, maybe it's not meant for them right now, you know. And and when it's meant for them, they'll see it. Um, and that's the thing is, is the the closed mind is is a you know, it's it's a very tight door, um, and opening the mind. It, if you're, you know, you could, like you were saying, you know, you could be married to one and, and they're telling you, you know, hey, it just happened. You're laying right next to me, you know? So the feeling of helplessness, I think, and of course fear, um, overwhelms everything. It overwhelms truth. It overwhelms everything. You know, that fear 
is enough for most people just to shut it off, not even want to think about it. All right, Audrey, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to talk a, a little about Legend Trips, pimp ourselves okay. a little bit more, and then we'll talk, uh, continue the dis- discussion until the uh, midnight hour. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, so we'll be back in just a few minutes here on WBSM 1420 here on Spooky South Coast. Strange is coming your way. You wait. You listen. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Here's more of Spooky South Coast. We are tonight's entertainment. We are back here on Spooky South Coast. I am Matt Costa, and with me is Matt Moniz. We are both here behind, in the studio, in the Spooky studio. No Tim Weisberg this week, but that's fine. I think we're doing all right. We haven't gotten a phone call from Tim. He's probably too busy. He probably doesn't even care. I don't think we've gotten a phone call, period. Why don't we toss that out? Yeah. If uh, anyone would like to give us a call, to uh, you can ask... Audrey uh, Starborn of Starborn Support, a uh, question, 508-996-0500 or 1-877-996-1420. Um, all the lines are open, so give us a call. Hey, how are things going with Legend Trips? Legend Trips. Well, we have a event coming up at the, uh, we have the Spirits of the Murdoch Whitney House in Winchenden, Massachusetts. That is on July 12th. I believe we do not have that many tickets left. I think there's just a handful of tickets left. But tickets are $99, and you can pick them up at legendtrips.com. I have not been to the Murdoch-Whitney House. Murdoch-Whitney House? Murdoch-Whitney House. Um, but I, it looks beautiful. Frank Grace's pictures? And very haunted, going by Frank's pictures. <laughs> um, but I, I, I believe, are we the, the first group to go into this place? I think there's been one or two others that have had cursory. Okay. We're the first large group to go through well, it. This, I believe this is the first event they are going to have yeah. there. So that should be interesting. You want to give people a little bit of uh, history about the house, if you want to read some? Uh, okay, let's see. It, it was built in 1820 to 1830. Uh, the Bur- Murdoch-Whitney House is the home of the Winchenden Historical Society and one of the town's most beautiful and historic mansions. Hmm. Hmm. It was built by Alicia Murdoch, son of uh, Ephraim Murdoch, founder in 1834 of East Murdoch and Company, River Street, Waterville, East Murdoch and Company, second oldest century. This is all, I don't know what this is. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) See, I don't like to get too much information before I go to an event either. I like to go in cold. I do. I like to learn things when I'm there. Because Tim Weisberg, Jeff Belanger, they both put on a hell of a, uh, a lecture. They give you the rundown. We also tell have you. a guest. Uh, we also, the sp- Dustin Parry is going to be there. From Ghost Hunters from and Ghost, Ghost Hunters, Hunters yep, in Ghost International. Hunters, yep. Author, motivational speaker, all-around nice guy. And a fine judge yep. of beers, as we've yep. run into him pretty much every year yep. at the Beer Fest. And a lover of Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. He runs on Dunkin'. Doesn't everybody? I don't. I don't oh, you're a Starbucks guy? No, I'm a dollar uh, 
Yeah, I come with a farm's coffee guy. <laughs> Budget coffee, gotcha. I'm, I want a fixed income. <laughs> That's what I go for. What, your income needs to be fixed, though? It does need to be fixed. <laughs> uh, but that is legendtrips.com. Uh, you can purchase tickets there, $99. That includes a wonderful pizza and salad dinner. I don't know where they're getting it from, but it's always delicious. Um, they always I, usually usually Tim and Jeff they they kind of go out there they feel out the pe- the different pizza places they probably they they probably go out to different pizza yeah. places like without us to try yeah blame them and be well, what without us yeah I, uh, well probably because <laughs> yeah usually because we we usually skip out on the bill <laughs> or at least I do I try to but um, yep the pizza salad always good. Hundred bucks is not that bad for an event like this, and you get to meet Dustin Parry. So, sounds like a good yeah. deal to me. And like I said, time. get get your tickets now. There's only yep. a handful left, and this is in July. Yeah, the, we we sell these things out quite quickly, and we have a good reputation for doing them. So, oh yeah, they always sell out pretty fast, pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So go to legendtrips.com. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's bring Audrey back up on the phone. Hello, Audrey. You are back Hi. here with Matt and Matt on Spooky South Coast. Hello, Matt and Matt. Hey, hey. how's it going? I'm good. Now, let me bring up a different type of abduction that probably most people would not be aware of. Mm-hmm. Mill lab, or my lab as some people call yes. it. My lab, um, military abduction. Um, like I said earlier, we were going to bring in somebody um that is going to be talking about my labs and, and MK Ultra would be mind control. Um, that is huge, and you know we've been doing a lot, a lot of research. Um, whoever they are, um, the black ops, let's call them. Um, they don't want people to know that you know what the true agenda is, and of course they want us to fear ET. Um, and that's just simply not the case. Um, they wanted to come in and hurt us. They damn well would have done that by now. Um, they definitely have the technology to do it. Um, Can I ask why, why Why would they want us to fear um, extraterrestrials? Um, I think because they want to keep their own secrets um, and dirty things that they're doing. Control. Um, I think when when the truth does get here, it's going to expose what they've really been doing with this cover up and what they're really covering up. So um, MK Ultra and my lab can be very very confusing to the experiencers. Let's just say they abduct abductees. They are interested in abductees. Um, they're terrifying experiences. Um, there's been just so much um, happening. You know, just so many um, in, in this area where it's really become a, a focus. Um, we are kind of, we don't like to really have a topic of the year, but, um, you know, there's been some, let's say, history repeating itself in the field um, and experiencers being targeted, smear campaigns, um, setups, and, you know, even some deaths that are, have question marks around them. But, um, you know, they, they, I don't know if they're using a combination. It's definitely some sort of mind control. Um, you can, you know, research the subject. There is some information out there. Um, super soldier programs. Um, just being able to control like a Manchurian candidate. Um, 
probably some kind of a hybrid program, um, definitely genetic research. And, you know, they're doing things that they don't want us to know. Uh, and so, if, you know, when the truth does come and, you know, they come and everybody sees them, they, they, there's no longer a weather balloon hanging up there. It's, it's them. They're here. Here comes truth. Um, let's just say there's going to be a lot of oh shits coming from certain areas. And they're, you know, their, their agendas, you know, not the same, say, I don't think, as, as CET's agendas. And, uh, you know, they're just dirty. They're, they're covering their secrets. Um, experiencers have a lot of information. I think they are very interested in, of course, propulsion technology, uh, weapon technology, um, using uh, mind control as a weapon. Um, there's so much uh, to it. And, you know, it's been around for, for quite some time, uh, and some some very um, deep cover programs that you know, have you know, come to the surface um, through various whistleblowers and you know leaking information or whatever. Um, we all know Edward Snowden hauled ass with a bunch of information. Um, I believe he's got some really serious information, and uh, you know the, just where he took it from. Um, there's got to be some some ET information in there. Just leave it at that. But uh, yeah, there is a, a dark agenda, and it's you know not all ET. There you know very well could be a race of ETs, or even you know various ETs from a you know good race that say, hey, you know we're just, we've got different personalities, maybe like humans. There's good, there's bad. Um, uh, but there is a lot of hiding and a lot of cover up and a lot of money and resources spent in making sure that that's a weather balloon. You know, I mean, the Roswell incident is just perfect for that example. You know, um, the front page, oh, it was a UFO, and oh, my God, no, it wasn't. You know, so we all saw the staged UFO and, you know, how they posed with the, the foil and, and the weather balloon. And, you know, and then they brought in, what was it, um, crash test dummies, Matt, and they weren't even using them until, you know, years later. Um, so that came up in the 90s. You know, they're still trying to cover that up. And, you know, and they're just really, really making sure that, you know, if, if there's somebody that has information that, you know, they don't talk. Um, and, you know, experiencers, I think, are born with a, with a target on their back for, you know, the interest, at least for this kind of program. And um, very monitored. Uh, like I said, we don't, we're not programmed with all the answers. We're all programmed with a piece of it. Um, what we're finding and what I'm putting together is this puzzle that we all have a piece of. No, now, no, if one we... person had all the information, then that person would be long gone and be gone, you know? I was, I was going to so, say, uh, are, are we, uh, is it because we we can't handle the whole picture right now? You can't handle the truth. Is yeah, you can't handle the truth. That... Basically, um, what I was saying earlier, or, I, or do know, we need human, to... humankind, they're, they're so far behind that they think they're first. Or do we need to unify ourselves to we need come to up evolve with a... more spiritually and um, get over our issues with each other before we can join the universe. Well, we that's going to take forever. We can't <laughs> function on our own ecosystem and 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 help you know exist on our own planet without destroying and and just t- total chaos. I mean, imagine what these you know higher evolved species who you know are looking down and saying, "Oh man, do we really want to come in and say, hey, we're here.' You know, you know they're going to fire first." Um, 
A lot of the ETs are completely telepathic, so just the hatred and negativity here can hurt them. Um, you know, so it is, it, the world is not ready um, for the most part. Uh, there has to be a lot of changes, but um, the Earth is being destroyed. That's not going to be allowed to happen because the Earth itself is part of an ecosystem and a very important resource. And this earth is so, you know, special that, you know, it's not going to be allowed. Um, I think that, you know, there's probably a line that humans are That's... pretty damn close to crossing if they haven't already. It's probably um, like... Where, uh... where intervention is going to happen, you know? Like, we we can't play play nice in our own sandbox. Like, how are we right. going to play nice in the the universal sandbox? Exactly. The, re- the rest of the exactly. playground, right. so to speak. Oh, yeah. We're we're killing off our you know our own species. Never mind the rest of the species that are on this planet. Our own, you know, and so we can't even uh, let, yeah play nice in the sandbox. We're the jerks of the universe. Exactly. That's what we are. Yeah. Not, not time. Not you know. I mean, I think we're just so young in spirituality and technology and and evolution and and everything i mean of course but no we're the top we're the smartest we're the top of the food chain you know and you know they they think that we're you know we're the smartest animal here on earth no 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 that's not the case um we think just because we can communicate with the voice box that you know no other animals have a language or can communicate they've evolved past that already they've they've got sonar they've got telepathy they've you know i mean just watch a flock of birds explain that you know really how do they all know Cetaceans or dolphins and whales, they have their own language. As a matter of fact, just recently, uh, they were able to decipher part of dolphin language. They they were able to determine that they can identify things with their own form of language and words. Yeah, and I think that they were just reclassified as an intelligent being, technically, weren't they, somewhere? I don't remember what country. Correct. Still, the dolphin slaughters and sue, and the sonar technology is deafening and killing and confusing, and you know, and that would be all human. So, um, yeah, uh, like I said, we're so far behind. We think we're first. You know, ooh, it'll be behind us. You know, it's because you know, we're way back there, and everybody's ahead of us. But um, yeah, uh, but like I said, there's a line. I think there's a free will aspect to this. There's a sit back and see what they do. Maybe some bets being laid on the side. I don't know. Um, you know, it could be all just a, a giant game. They could have created just to watch. I mean, we don't know, but we know that um, what we're doing is not helping this earth, and this earth is so important. Daily, we, we're, you know, species are going extinct that probably haven't even been discovered yet, you know? And, right, I mean, just exactly. like Bigfoot, people think, you know, you can't possibly exist, you know, big dumb ape, we would have seen him by then. No, but then they just discover, like, a group of 150,000 Congo gorillas that were right dumb, there. There's two big dumb yeah. in the studio right now. Yeah, they're but, smart enough to stay away from humans, yeah. period. All right, Audrey, uh, we're, we're uh, going to wrap up the show. Uh, do you want to throw out um, some the, some last bit of information about the Experience to Speak conference? Yes. Um, and how people can get a hold free. of you? Yep, of course. Yeah, um, go on to just Google Experience or Speak 3. There is a website. Um, We also have a Facebook page. Um, The phone number is 774-766-2558 to speak with me directly and and order tickets. It is going to be held at the Clarion Hotel, 1230 Congress Street in Portland, Maine, on September 5th, 6th, and 7th. It's 
the weekend after Labor Day. Um, Labor Day is the weekend of the Exeter, New Hampshire UFO Festival, so we like to hold it the following weekend. So people coming in from, say, you know, the other side of the country or somewhere else in the world can make a UFO vacation of this. Oh, nice. That's a good um, idea. Yeah, we're also uh, joined up, uh, just joined up with Steve Fermani, um, and he puts on a Lemonster conference in Lemonster, Mass., um, and we are creating the Northeast UFO Conference Group, and every year we are planning on picking up another state um, on the Northeast to start to get the truth out there. And, you know, there's a lot of conferences, but, you know, most of them take place on the West Coast or, you know, overseas. So we're, we're saturating the area and, and trying to, you know, spread right. the truth where, you know, it's very lacking out here. Um, so, you know, and, and there's there's differences. Um, our conferences is, you know, from the experiencer's point, we like to um, throw in, you know, the researcher's point and, of course, you know, the skeptics. I mean, we, we include it all. There's so much to this. And to get different viewpoints and, you know, it's like a bunch of scientists, you know, Matt, I mean, what do you have to do? You have to sit in a room, you've got to argue well, things, you've got to, you know, there's... compare results, you got to... And it still doesn't matter if you do. Right. But, mm-hmm. And the facts can be staring you right in the eye in black and white, and still, yeah, it's it's a matter of um, getting enough people that are going through this, which is so many, um, to, to be comfortable in their own skin, to meet others, um, and to, to say, hey, you know, this is happening, and maybe, um, you know, just one person at a time. That's what I tell myself, you know can't save them all but if that's only just one then yeah okay i did it you know it's it's a huge goal to say okay we want to change mankind and their thinking and open minds i mean that's a huge you're shoveling sand against the tide but we appreciate you at least trying and you're right maybe at some point we may make a difference we're coming up to the end of the show uh i would like to thank you very much audrey for coming on and uh uh, we'd love to have you back again and i look forward to speaking to you again in the future yeah thank you audrey thank Thank you you for coming on talk to you soon yeah thank you have a great night yep all right that was audrey starborn of starborn support with her uh experiences she's putting on a experiences experiences speak conference that is in uh uh september 5th 6th and 7th in uh exeter maine no no uh, no, not exeter it's in maine (laughs) portland maine portland portland yep but uh that's we're gonna wrap up the show right now next week we are going to be on at an earlier time, I believe we're going to be on at 6 o'clock. Uh, Stephanie Burke, our good friend, is going to be co-hosting with us. And um, I believe we, our guest is going to be Andrew Lake, uh, author of numerous books. And, and just general, many times. general nice guy. Yeah. He's a super guy. I don't know if we're going to have enough time for all his stories. Speaking of time out, we're almost out of it? Almost. we got like 30 seconds left. Ooh. So we're going to fill 30 seconds. I think we can do that. Mm. Song and dance. We do Hello, have we do, we do have cameras. <laughs> New snazzy cameras. Thank you to everyone who donated. Yes, thank you. On GoFundMe.com. We totally appreciate it because without those donations, we would still be trying to monkey around with all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> so now you can actually see us. Thank you. All right. We will uh, talk to you guys next week. And uh, stay spooktacular. <laughs>